Hello and welcome to another episode of Roll for Immersion. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Aaron. I'm Tori and I play Calcine. I'm Sam and I play Hagar. I'm Emily and I play Gwendolyn. All right, and we're going to start off with our usual segment of news within D&D and Wizards of the Coast. Today we're going to be talking about famous actors who play Dungeons and Dragons. Celebrities. Celebrities. Um, and we're not yeah. going to be talking about the two big ones, so no well, Matt Mercer and Brennan Lee Mulligan. We, they they yeah. don't count. Yeah, they don't they, count. They, they, they are, rose to popularity through D&D, well, I mean, yeah. kind of, sort of. I mean, Matt Mercer yeah, kind of yes, has voice acting <laughs> I mean, on yes. his side. Yeah, no, but like, but. okay, let's be real. How many voice actors can like the typical person name like off the top of their head that that aren't already like celebrities? I know the entire cast of Critical Role. You're not a typical person. <laughs> See, but you also just said Critical Role. Yeah, so, yeah. D and D. Yeah, that's granted, I knew D&D. I knew quite a few of and, them before. And that, that, yeah, I was but... gonna say that doesn't necessarily count because as much as they voice act in air quotes mm-hmm. for the people that can't see my air quotes, um, that's. You know, it's not like voice acting in like the traditional sense, right? Um, So, I guess it's like, yeah, he had a successful voice acting career, and sure, but also, what do the majority of people who recognize his name recognize it for? Mm -hmm. It's not for his voice acting career. It's his role as a dungeon master. But now, see, when it comes to Critical Role, there is one actor I will bring up because I knew her before, like way before Critical Role. And oh, I was what a hipster. Uh, and it's Ashley Johnson. Uh, oh, right, yeah. So I'd say she's kind of the only exception that I really give, considering, you know, she's known for playing Ellie in The Last of Us mm-hmm. while also being in, I believe it was either, it was like Family Ties or Growing Pains. Or, it was Growing Pains. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't remember uh, what it And was. she was in like Roseanne and other stuff. Yeah. I only know this because uh, I have older parents that made me watch these shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashley Johnson's made her rounds around a lot. So. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I I knew her first through D and D stuff, mm-hmm. um, like at least her name. But right. then once I was like, wait a minute, she voiced Gretchen on Recess. That's crazy. <laughs> I did not even know that she voiced Gretchen on Recess. That's dude, actually, Recess is such a good dude. Recess show. is amazing. I miss it. Um, but Bring yeah, back, I think it's I think it's important to talk about like these celebrities that play, mm-hmm. um, you know, or celebrities that kind of embrace nerd and geek culture, uh, not. Not just because it's like a, hey, like we have that in common, but more so because it kind of brings attention to it. Right. That it's like, oh, this is like a genuinely fun thing to do. This isn't just what like nerdy outcasts do in the library because they aren't athletic enough to play football. Right. It's like right. I, I played football, could have kept playing football, but I chose <laughs> D&D instead. And it's because it's way more fun, um, in right. my opinion, you know. I know like three or four people who used to play football that are now D and D players, and I'm like, is that is that a? I've played both types of there's, football. There's yeah, there's there's a pipeline. I was gonna say there, we should explore that. Very what's, much. Is what's a the football the D and D pipeline? Um, <laughs> you know, because uh, I think you know a lot of people started coming around to like Magic the Gathering when they saw mm-hmm. that Post Malone and like Cassius Marsh, who's was like a uh, an NFL player, and then. Now his like main source of income is his like trading card company where he just like I did not even know he third party one. sells magic Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh cards. Interesting. Um, wow. And I think that that kind of helped open up that community to you know new people that had maybe been like oh I had like a cousin who played it mm-hmm. maybe I should give it a shot because um, I had I've probably taught at least ten people how to play magic this year. Right. And I've taught probably five or six how to play D&D this year. 
Um, granted, that's because you know learning how to play D and D implies that you have to play it because right. you can't teach someone how to play D and D without them actively what? playing no. it. No, <laughs> otherwise there's no like application for what you're saying. Um, but the reason that I kind of bring that up is uh, celebrities like Stephen Colbert, who uh, you know, a lot of people would never guess, mm-hmm. but he does talk about it relatively often. Uh, like when Joe Manganiello came on uh, his show, he only talked about D&D, like the whole segment, even though Joe Manganiello was supposed to be promoting Rampage, um, which is, I think, the movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson or something. Um, the big monkey. Yeah, yeah I, the think big... it was, I think it's that one. Yeah, because yeah. that was based off a video game. Yeah, it's based off uh, the old like 80s arcade uh, Terrible cabinet. movie, but... It's a fantastic game. Horrible movie. Fantastic game. Fantastic game. Um, you just get to punch buildings, and it's awesome. Yeah. And th- off topic, but, you know, instead of, like, doing their job, which was promoting this movie, they just talked, like, we're just being D&D nerds. Um, and Colbert was just kind of like, you know, you went to high school when a nerd was a nerd. Like, that was kind of what he was saying to Joe, you know, where it's like, you know, you, 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 you're a nerd. You play D&D, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. And that continued into, uh, clearly, his college career, and then... As time goes on, you know, he kind of didn't have time for it. Understandable. Right. You're a big time late night show host. But he was easily, you know, roped back into it for, uh, I think it was Critical Role, right? Yeah. Because he did uh, something for Red Nose Day. It was, just, it was a big charity stream. So he got, like, you know, caught up to speed on all the new rules and whatnot. Um, and I think seeing that was more important to me than seeing, like, certain other celebrities. Because it's like, uh, oh, return to form. It's no longer just for like a nerd is a nerd, right? You know that's you know those lines have been blurred further and further since I don't know the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That and also I feel like uh, bringing up a lot of celebrities, you know, very popular people uh, who play D and D. It kind of helps give younger kids who who feel like, oh, if I play this, I'm a nerd and I'm never going right. to achieve something. The thing is, these all these people all achieved great things. Like, mm-hmm. um, one that we were just talking about a little bit ago was John Favreau. He literally <laughs> kick-started... The, the background of the Marvel Universe and yeah. Mandalorian and... So much else. live-action Lion King, but that's an L. Yeah. <laughs> but John Favreau plays Dungeons & Dragons, although many people might not know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said it gave him a really strong background in imagination, storytelling, and understanding how to create tone and sense of balance. Which is very helpful, especially for people who want to do maybe what John does or even go into areas like Joe Magnello. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, I think it's um, – and granted, I'm not the creative writing major in mm-hmm. the room here. Um, but I think that it's <laughs> – you're welcome. Uh, I called both of you out. Um, but I think it's a fantastic – like, at the very least, it's a writing exercise. Right. right? You know, yeah. especially if you're a DM, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, harking back to our most previous episode, you know, you wrote out that whole script the that past you had. couple episodes. Yeah, but, like, especially the last episode, mm-hmm. I think. Because yeah. I think, you know, yeah. the rest the of us at the table stuff. were just, like, sitting there like, oh, my God, he's still going? And, like, <laughs> you know. In a good way. In, in a good way, you know, <laughs> to, to an extent. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, you know what I mean, though, because yeah. it's, it's, it's very reminiscent of, you know, screenwriting mm-hmm. and, you know, um, scene writing in general across the board. Right. And I think that one of, like, the best examples of that is kind of, like, you know, John Favreau or Dan Harmon, one of the creators of Rick and Morty, uh, one of the original, like, head writers and producers of uh, Community. Dude, I love that what, show. One of the greatest shows of all time. <laughs> so good. Um, and, you know, 
it's it kind of speaks to his ability as like you know both a player and a, I assume a DM because of just the way that he can create mm-hmm. these worlds and you see it in references and like episodes of Rick and Morty and stuff where it's just like okay that was made by a D and D nerd like that's a D and D reference yeah. but I know whoever made that reference plays the game in community it was like straight up considering they literally talk about D and D yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's mm-hmm. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing that I actually kind of want to do is uh, since there's a lot of different actors uh, who play, I kind of want to toss it up and like maybe each of you guys can talk about your favorite actor. I think, I think Tori is the most exciting. <laughs> yeah, Tori is. We're letting Tori go yeah, first. We'll, we'll, we'll let Tori go first here. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a very big Marvel nerd and uh, Deborah Ann Wool, who is known for Karen Page in um, Daredevil and in The Punisher. Um, I love her. Um, but she plays D&D. She is on a web series called Relics and Rarities. Um, she co-hosts and she DMs. Um, and, like, she did an interview, um, with D&D Beyond in 2018 and commended, like, the storytelling sort of experience that you can get through D&D and through, like, DMing specifically that, like, it's so unique, um... And just as, like, a fun little thing, also on her show, on Relics and Rarities, um, she got Daredevil himself, Charlie Cox, to um, guest on an episode and play a game. And I just think that's a fun little thing. But, yeah, I I didn't... I mean, that's that's really sick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, she didn't get into it until after she had already sort of risen to popularity. Like, she had already been on those Marvel shows. Um, But, I don't know. I just think it's, it's... I think that's cool. I think, yeah, I think I, I kind of resonate with what she says um, about DMing specifically because mm-hmm. she's basically like, and, and, you know, to paraphrase, she's talking about like how much control you have over a world, which is something that like as an actor, you don't really get that chance. You know, you right. kind of, you're stuck to whatever the director or the writer's vision is, yeah. um, which is, you know, again, fair, but I would say, you know, okay, then be a writer, but then by the time the studio gets a hold of it and then turns it into, like, a Justice League situation where it's like, okay, the original script actually wasn't that awful, but, like, the movie wound up awful. Mm -hmm. So there's not, like, as much control as you think writers and producers have. At the end of the day, the studio kind of takes that from you. So to have this kind of creative outlet or this escape that D&D seems to have become for her, like, I really resonate with that, like, as a DM. You know, like, I was a player for a fat minute before I became a DM, um... And it was just kind of like, yeah, it's nice to kind of not trap people, but like have people in like my world. Mm-hmm. It's like these are these are my rules. You operate on my rules. I am God. As as a DM, <laughs> you have a level of creativity and a level of control over the world's building that's very unique. Like there yeah, aren't. I don't think there's anywhere else you can get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my nerd uh, I'll, spiel. I'll let Emily go next because I've been talking too much. <laughs> okay, so the first person, without even doing any research, who came to mind for me was Felicia Day. Mm. Yeah. Um, she, she's well known for like she was Charlie on Supernatural. She was I can't remember the name of the character, but she was one of the potential slayers on Buffy. Oh um, right, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I was familiar with her before I was super familiar with D and D. Um, and so, um, I read, I read her book when I was like in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called You're Never Weird on the Internet Almost. Um, <laughs> what a name. That's an I interesting know. title for I got, I, I got it for Christmas one year, um, and it was very good. Um, 
I think she has some connection to Critical Role. I'm not yeah. super familiar with yeah, Critical Role still. Yeah. She um, she was she, basically the Kickstarter of yeah, Critical Role. She's she, one of the founders of yeah. Geek and Sundry, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, she co-founded Geek and Sundry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I just we have think, heard of things. Thank. Yeah, I just think she's <laughs> well, that's, a very cool person. Yeah, she's one of those where I found her through geek culture. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was a fan of tabletop on Geek and Sundry, and then yeah, Spell Slingers on Geek and Sundry, and then you know, and she would show up on those shows intermittently, right. and I'd be like, "Who is she?" Because like, <laughs> uh, like I was like, "Why does she keep showing up like all the time?" And then like I saw that her channel was tagged, and I was like, "Oh, it's because it's her channel." <laughs> um, <laughs> And and so then when I like finally watched Supernatural like last year for the first time I was like that's Felicia Day and then <laughs> the people I was watching were like no that's Charlie I was like that's at, okay you know whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah so that's awesome and I think you know it's it'd be a shame if we didn't you know at least shout out Joe Manganiello because I think he's right. done a lot of work to make D and D cool literally um, death saves I want so much of that yeah he like his his streetwear company uh, death saves which is like D&D inspired and it's just awesome looking uh, very metal inspired also mm-hmm. um, I think he deserves a lot of credit uh, for kind of being that first like real Hollywood hot guy that just won't shut up about D&D right because um, mm-hmm. that's every D&D nerd really um, <laughs> yeah. like you know yeah. we have we have people like Vin Diesel who's like literally made a movie based on his own D&D character. Last Witch Hunter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and, like, you know, he played while he was recording, like, Chronicles of Riddick and stuff like that. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, exactly. We have we have celebrities like that. But in, unless you, like, Google, you know, four celebrities that play mm-hmm. D&D, you're not going to figure that out. No. Joe Manganiello makes it, like, overly obvious. Like, He's every other like D&D nerd you've ever met, yeah. when you walk up, you know, like, he, he brought it up on Stephen Colbert. Granted, Colbert probably would have brought it up because he knows who Joe Manganiello right. is, um, and Colbert also plays D and D. But it's it's seeing those interactions between Manganiello and Colbert, seeing Manganiello even with people that have no idea what D and D is, and Manganiello's like, "You should play D and D," because that's every D and D nerd I've ever met ever. Right. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why it's becoming so much more popular is, um, you know, through social media, through like people posting on their stories, posting everywhere, or just like having that like open communication with as many people as possible all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People be like, what's this about D&D? Like when I post the first episode of the podcast, people are like, can you explain D&D to me? Because like, I want to support you and listen, but I don't understand D&D. I'm like, just listen to the podcast. Just listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, um, yeah. You'll start to get an idea for it, and then you'll be like, that is pretty neat, dude. That's interesting. Um, yeah. You know? Or, you may at, or at least or at least you should, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention him yeah and when it comes to joe one thing that i feel the need to bring up is the fact that he is so big in D &D, right and his that his that he went on to critical role and played i think in like one or two episodes a character called arcan the cruel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the thing is that character became so popular it is official canon now oh my gosh and it's that's awesome good for him yeah deserved and uh like it's because he's basically a servant of Tiamat, mm. but he also has the hand of Vecna kind of on him and all that. After he sacrificed, um, I believe it was Vaxel Dan uh, for the hand. And sorry, I just have to nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I would have just been kind of upset if he didn't get at least a bit of a spotlight on him because right. he is like. 
that Hollywood hot guy mm-hmm. that is just a total nerd, you know? Um, no, He's well known for that one tweet that went viral of, like, the huge muscled-out gym bro taking a picture <laughs> in the mirror and being like, I don't play Dungeons & Dragons. And then Joe Manganiello showing, like, his cover of, like, Men's Fitness or whatever, where, like, mm-hmm. he's on the cover shredded out of his mind, but, like, I do. And it's just, like... That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad for, you know, certain D&D nerds that maybe weren't in, like, great shape that were like, yeah, you tell them, Joe, and then they're actually, like, super unhealthy. So I and, I and I hope that, you know, he sets a new precedent for, like, what the typical D&D player looks like mm-hmm. in people's minds because I think it's still, like, that nerdy, slouched-over, you know, yeah. not typically healthy person. We, we have decent um, posture. Yeah, all of us I in the pod have I decent posture. I know, I posture immediately. <laughs> they hear us shuffling to fix our <laughs> posture. Um, you know, like, I have an interview to be a personal trainer at LA Fitness later this week, Ooh. so, like, clearly I'm not oh. in the worst shape ever. No. I can't um, tell you the last time I walked into a gym. I'm no. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I think that that, it does great things for, within the community and then in growing the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, Shouts out my boy Joe oh, Manganellos. Yeah. Hope I get to meet him one day. Hope I get to be at his table one day. Bro, that'd be sick. Uh, that oh, would be amazing. Man. I think that'd I would so have cool. to brag about it. And then there's no way you, as you wouldn't. should. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd have to. Just even are... being in that room. Yeah, I would even have to... even getting in the room, even if I don't get to play, because then I would tag like this podcast too, and then like it oh, would get like huge, and that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd wow, be so cool. Uh, Sam, you better get us that shout I'd out. Ch- I gotta do it <laughs> before you graduate. I guess. Yeah, uh, that's. Shoot, I got three years. <laughs> no pressure. Okay. Yeah, you got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so now that you go, now that you all, if I can speak today, because I can't speak at all this week, um, have given a little talk about of your mm-hmm. kind of favorite actors who you know play D and uh, I'm gonna bring up uh, one of my favorites because, to be honest, there's I have so many. Uh, actors who I love that play D&D, but probably one of my favorite is Patton Oswalt. That's right, Remy from Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) You called me at, no. uh, Matthew Lillard. Oh, yes. I I have to bring up Matthew Lillard alongside of Joe. Can Um, anybody do a Shaggy impression? Like Zoink Scoop, I gotta play D&D. God bless you. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I, for anybody who doesn't know, Matthew Lillard was the voice for a lot of uh, Shaggy's and also played the live-action Shaggy, Shaggy in yeah. both J- of James Gunn's films. And he has, he has a, he, I mean, he's in other movies, yeah. too. Uh, he's out. also yeah. really known for Scream, which was, he was yeah. phenomenal was in, because yeah. I watched that recently. Scream is my favorite horror movie, so oh, I it's, am it's so up there for me. talking about him. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but one thing that I didn't know is uh, that he played D and D. Like I knew him as Shaggy for the longest time, considering mm. he was as, my childhood. As, as you should, as, as I should. That 2004 live action Scooby Doo was right. fantastic, and so was the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, anybody who says otherwise is Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. Anyone? Whoa. I'm down. <laughs> I've never seen it. <gasps> and you I'm... claim to be a Matthew Lillard fan? <laughs> I know him from Scream. Bro, moment. I mean, that's fa- uh, like that's Bruh, valid, but I, like Scooby Doo. I get it. No, I I get it as much as I can. It's just like a. It's kind of the opposite of everyone else that's a fan of Matthew Lillard. Yeah, um, we know him from Shaggy and not and not uh, what's his name from Scream. Oh my gosh, oh, I'm blanking. Yeah, you no, know, it doesn't matter. I honestly don't even know the character names. I, I just know I actor fake names. Fan. <laughs> I know it's Stu. It's Stu, Stu. Monger. Stu. Yes, yes, I think you're right. 
Yeah. yeah. We I said all I have think computers in case you're and wrong. we're just guessing instead of looking at it. <laughs> well, this, is a, this is how this we are. Is a, this is a nerd pride thing. Yeah. We, yeah, can't, we, get, we gotta we keep can't our nerd pride. Not, yeah. But yeah, so uh, I actually found out that Matthew plays D&D from just kind of watching a bunch of uh, a- actual plays. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had actually seen him play, um, I think it was Cyberpunk uh, 2020, or it, or it was 20. Um, or it was Cyberpunk Red, that uh, he was playing in with the creator of that game, mm-hmm. uh, which was really interesting. I was just like, oh, okay. And then I found out that he is actually um, kind of a co-creator slash main creator for the group Beetle and Grimm's uh, Pandemonium Warehouse, which anybody who doesn't know Beetle and Grimm's, they give out the prettiest, most coolest stuff ever when it comes to D&D. Like, you can buy this, um, I think it's like a Platinum Edition box set for Wild Beyond the Witchlight and all sorts of other stuff. Oh, that's sick. Uh, which comes with, like, an actual, like, ceramic unicorn horn, uh, tickets that you can, like, uh, tear off and all that. And it's so cool. Yeah. The only issue is because, the fact... you know, all of us nerds don't have too much stuff taking up our shelves already. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we like the pretty <laughs> stuff, though. I did, I, you know what? I'm a dice goblin. I get it. Uh, yeah. I'm a dice and just... I, I, I like having that physical aspect of everything. Oh, absolutely. And so if I was to ever run Wild Beyond the Witch, like, I'd have to save up money to get mm. that. Just so I can say, okay, here, like, I can come into my group and right. hopefully be playing in person like we mm. are. Uh, and say, okay, here's your ticket to the carnival mm-hmm. for, you know, this, right. the and, campaign. And how cool is it that, you know, an actor that you looked up to as a kid is behind that? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, to, to my earlier point about, you know, Joe making D&D more popular in general, mm-hmm. I think that that translates over to, like, this type of stuff, too, where it's like, you know, even if you don't know they're behind it they're behind it right. and this is the this is kind of the world that they're helping craft which is like a world where D&D is for everybody right um, and kind of going off that uh, I love this quote by Lillard he said the point is if you come into D&D as a 48 year old man or an 8 year old kid you're gonna find an element of the game that'll be uh, for whoever you are at that point of your life and I think that's so true because there's so much that you find about you find out about yourself mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff when you play D and D, and it's it's just a really reassuring experience. And you know, especially for people who you know maybe are that jock in the school who right. uh, you know don't like to give off that feel that that ass, vibe. yeah that yeah. vibe <laughs> of like oh yeah I know I'm a nerd I play these games yeah. you know maybe you can come into D and D and just take that load off your shoulders for a bit let yourself be that nerd. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you can actually become better, <laughs> I guess, because, you know, some jocks are bullies. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing that always, like, you know, it, it made my dad angry as a kid because mm-hmm. I'd always say, like, when I was a kid, because I'd always say I hated jocks, right? You know, right. And I grew up playing sports, like I said. Oh, yeah, no, same here. I, I've played all the typical sports. Um, I've played the footballs. The, the footballs. The footballs. Um you know, and but all the dudes that would, you know, give me all kinds of I'll say crap because I can't say what I want to say. 
Um, and I'd love to go on a rant, but then I'd just be edgy middle school Sam again. <laughs> um, but, you know, all the people that gave me crap, you know, they were these jocks to me, you know? Right. And my dad would get so angry because he thought that I just meant people that played sports. And, like, mm-hmm. sports was a big part of, like, his and my brother's identity. Right. I I always say there's a difference between an athlete and a jock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people that play sports, athletes. You know, people that make sports their personality to the point where they are, like unnecessarily aggressive or just mean to other people mm-hmm. that's a jock you know yeah. so it's mm-hmm. another term for a bully who just happens to also be an athlete you're right you know? yeah um so like i would always like make that line of like oh no this person they're an athlete you know because like i would hang out with them i'd right. go, thought you didn't hang out with jocks like well he's an athlete there's a difference yeah know? no and i definitely agree with um, that and i think that that's kind of a distinction because um, you know and granted that's labeling that's you know small-minded of me to an extent but it is a term that's been around for forever and it's how I chose to define it as like a middle schooler Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and to an extent nowadays I feel more for people that were kind of forced into those circles right because they felt like they had to perform in that way like they had to be that jock right Mm -hmm. and maybe in their heart of heart they wanted to also play Pokemon or you know, join a Dungeons and Dragons group or whatever. Right. You know, I'm fortunate in that, like, my best friend's dad was super into D&D and, you know, got me into my first play yeah. group when I was in, like, sixth or seventh grade. You know, I shouted them out when we posted the second episode of this podcast, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, I I got lucky with that, you know. Right. Growing up, there wasn't that, oh, well, this celebrity plays, mm-hmm. you know. There, there wasn't mm-hmm. the, oh, you know Joe Manganiello? Well, he plays too, so, like, step off, you know? <laughs> it wasn't, you know, I couldn't be like, oh, Stephen Colbert, the guy that, like, you're laughing at every night. Well, I guess it would have been, like, your dad laughs at every yeah. night, which is, like, less of a flex. Um, <laughs> he plays, you know, like, oh, Matthew Lillard, he plays, you know? Um, there wasn't that. Right. You know? Um, and as much as there was for me to identify with for through music and things like that, it didn't exist in a real way for me to be like, oh, it's okay because this person plays right. it. You know, it was right. still like a, you know, I didn't tell anyone I played D&D mm-hmm. until I got into high school. And that right. was when, like, you know, Critical Role, Geek and Sundry, those things were starting to take off. I started going to Gen Cons, you know. I started meeting like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's, you know, gets easier slash harder in high school depending on, you know, the culture around it. But, you know, high school, there were already other people that played. Right. That came from like the other middle school or out of state, whatever. And it kind of, it slowly became something where it's like, oh yeah, I play, like casually mention it, Mm -hmm. you know? And like now I obviously mention it quite a bit more because I'm not ashamed. And right. I, I wouldn't say at any point I was ashamed. It was, I don't think you I ever was, should be ashamed. I, 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 think you, I don't think anyone should be. But I don't think at any point I necessarily was ashamed. I was more scared of what would happen. You know, right. I didn't want to add fuel to the fire. Right. Um, so that's why I think it was important for us to talk about, like, these celebrities that we see, you know, and kind of be like, yeah, if you're listening to this, because this is a, a very niche D&D podcast mm-hmm. at this point, so the people listening either know us or they found it because they, like, searched D&D podcast and, like, couldn't get enough. And maybe maybe there's that one kid out there, you know, that was like me in that moment of just, like, I don't know who else plays. Right. And now we've given them a small list or told them, like, just look it up. You know, find it. You know, yeah. there are people out there. Um, 
like I said, you know, when we were in middle school, high school, that wasn't that wasn't as much of an option. No. You know, um, there might be one or two that mm-hmm. have, like said something, but it's gotten cooler, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's why I got my dad got me that Felicia Day book right. in middle school was because there wasn't and especially any like female role models Absolutely. for D&D playing. Absolutely. Yeah. And he wanted to make sure that I had that when I was growing up to mm-hmm. look up to. So I yeah. really, really I think like, sweet and wholesome. I, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of these people that we've mentioned are above all also just good role models in right. general, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted I don't know their personal lives. I don't know anything, you know, like Dan Harmon you know, he's had um, some controversies. He's, he's had a couple controversies, but it's mostly just because it's like you know, all of his shows aren't really made for kids. You know, so I don't want kids googling you know Dan Harmon and watching Rick and Morty when they're like six, right? Yeah. Um, which they wouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. But that's besides the point, right? Um, you know, having those role models like, and I think Felicia Day is one of the strongest female role models in that circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anyone really argues that. No, because we definitely no. didn't just hum in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean anyone, like, in this room, because obviously. <laughs> but, you know, she's awesome. I want to call her – I want to say other things. I can't. But, like, you know, um, yeah. she's B.A., man. Yes. Interpret yep. those letters how you will. Girl boss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bachelor of Arts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's kind of it for this segment of the news. Anyway, the news. The news. So let's get back into our campaign. So, oh dear. We got we got a quick one for you. Um Roll a D4 each of you. Oh my oh, god. Okay. You're the worst. Four, three. Tori. Fill us in on what happened last time. Oh, that's how it is. No! Oh, yes! Um, <laughs> thank you, note Tori. A little scattered. Yeah, so oh, the, the scribe okay. just handed so last Tori time, the notes. <laughs> last time was our, our creepy... Well, what our scribe has written is creepy snow white forest. Um, True. Very Valid. dense, dark, tall trees scary noises drumming and then it turned out to be kobolds and they attacked us and we fought them and we kicked their booties and then um (laughs) yeah um (laughs) (laughs) and then there was a whole okay there was we like kept moving through the woods and then we like came upon just like a bunch of skeletons on the ground just like corpses bodies really gross um and then there were gnolls that came out and were like wanting to snack on us, so we fought them again, and then we, once again, kicked booty, we got out of the forest, we're all emotionally damaged, and um, I don't think we said it on the podcast last time, but we were going to level up after that combat. Yes, yeah, so... so. That is important to note. Yeah, yes. that is important to note that they did level Just up. Just so no one's that. like, wait a minute, you were at one HP after this many hits. Some nerd actually did the math or something. And <laughs> right. I'm just like, dang, got caught up in a lie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> also, can't forget the fact that uh, Hugar sat there, took off another, uh, took off one of the gnolls' heads. And, another um, puppet from oh, the collection. I, yeah. <laughs> See, our puppet. scribe had written that um, Hagar has a new friend, but I forgot what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> He's collecting <laughs> heads like. Uh, if you're wondering, that is what the null head will sound like. Oh, will no. it? Just a Scooby-Doo on crack. No. <laughs> Scooby-Doo on crack. 
Ruh roh. We've got we've got the beak, <laughs> the cobalt head. I got two new puppets in the last session because we got oh, the beak, right. the cobalt head, and the oh, null head. Yeah. Oh right, I completely forget. That's only one of them has have? a name. Or wait, he's he's got three puppets total at the three moment. Yeah, total. but okay. I only have two hands, so only two of them can be out we at gotta a time. Switch them out. Yeah, he he he's got three puppets and a Vinny. Yes. Three puppets. Vinny is, no. I'm gonna make Vinny hold one of the puppets. No. <laughs> no. Oh my didn't, god, yes. Didn't we, like, we can see the city in the distance too, right? Yeah. Uh, no, you can see it, right? the calmest spires. Oh, right. Oh, okay. the, we can okay. see almost the city. Yeah, you can <laughs> almost the see city. the city. You better hide those heads once we get to the city. Because those... <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I can't. <that's>... Three. <laughs> Rake, are you embarrassing me? <laughs> They should be. I'm gonna forget which voices are which skulls, but I don't know how important that is. So right like now. a knoll is like the closest to a dog, which is why it sounds like a cracked out Scooby Doo. Makes sense. Um, which is the decision is I made the... as of like ten seconds ago. The cobalt is there. <laughs> and, the, the, and then the, the bird, beak is a parrot. <laughs> Yes, we've uh, all been, we've all been caught up on one of my. Fa this is one of my favorite running gags now <laughs> ever. I hate this. I love this. This is beautiful. This is, this is funny, like in the studio. But imagine seeing this in real life. Oh my god, it'd be terrifying. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I would. I think I'd just run the other way if I saw right. someone with like the head of a disembodied knoll. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Especially if they're 6'5 and ripped. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Just okay. like, this dude is going to kill me. All right, let's All get right. in it. Yes. Let's get to the city. Yes. We're on our way to Vermilion City. <laughs> Sorry, it's Pokemon reference. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> so you guys had just got out of the woods. You're traumatized. You're feeling very down right now after having fought a lot more than you wanted to and facing the darkness of the woods. But... Mm -hmm. You're now shrouded in light, and the sounds of nature have flooded back into your ears, and it's a lot louder than you remember, so maybe that silence was kind of nice, mm -hmm. you'll be honest, but it's also quite comforting to hear just the sounds of birds chirping in the distance, and mm -hmm. not far off, you can hear the, so the sound of fast rushing water, uh, as you can tell that there's probably a river mm -hmm. far up ahead. Water. And... Water. So as you guys continue Vinny's on, a witch, he can't cross. <laughs> so uh, as I said, you guys can also see the in the distance the mountains of the Calmest spires. Uh, you can't really see anything about them. They just look like these very pristine and uh, large organic points that reach high into the sky. Their tips covered in snow, and you guys push forward through these green fields heading for Galardolth, knowing that you're over halfway there. You're probably about three-fourths of the way to your destination. Only roughly a little under a week left Sick. of the journey. let's kick it into gear. And so... Let's go get Vinny murdered. <laughs> you continue forward for a couple hours, and you finally come up to the rushing river. You can mm -hmm. see that it's very fast-moving water, but it doesn't look entirely too deep. Maybe it'll come up to about waist-high on Hagar. Right. So, I mean, for for our ladies, that would be uh, roughly maybe half up to your torso. Probably probably closer to shoulder almost. Because mm. Hagar is tall. <laughs> he is pretty tall. So I'd say maybe about like to right underneath the bust. Who knows? Gotcha. But 
Uh, so it's, you aren't really sure how you want to get across because from what you can tell, there's really not a good way to get across. Right. Uh, so it's either just trek it out or build something. So what are you guys going to do? Gwendolyn wants to wash the blood off of her. That's, that's you know what? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so valid. <laughs> if we walk through it, then like we'll get washed off. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my logic. Uh, I guess everyone can kind of put a hand on Hagar to like make sure they don't get swept away <laughs> Hugar, by the current. Um, yeah, also I want to say like, I think usually Hagar would be the one like retying up Vinny every time. After mm-hmm. this last thing with like the Knolls and how many death saves he's had to make, uh, Hagar's just going to like leave him untied, but like show him the rope and be like, if you run, I will catch you. And you will not like what I do. <laughs> he kind of very taken vibes all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he kind of just nods his head and, you know, looks down. He's His face is very sullen, right. you know, especially I mean, after having taken a beating. He just he just got the heck beat out of him. We saved him pretty much to bring him from murder trial where he's likely going to be put to death. Right. It's understandable that he's not stoked. <laughs> yeah. How tall is Vinny, by the way? He's Vinny like is. Height, right? uh, hold on, I actually have his character sheet pulled up here. Let me see his height. Yeah, so he is about five uh, nine. Okay, I'm taller than Vinny. <laughs> he, in the game. I'm the game. In, in the game. Party. I was gonna say I'm, I'm the same height as Vinny in real life. I'm only five ten, <laughs> but in game, but. Yeah. I have an inch on it. Uh, okay. So anyways. I guess Hogar's is kind of going to like let people like grab onto him. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess he's going to take out like his leather armor okay. and let people like hold on to the leather armor while he holds on to the other side. Okay. So he can kind of like help pull them through the woder. Right. So yes. that no one gets pulled adrift. All right. Yes, please. So <laughs> how, how, how do you guys want to cross? Like what order? I think it's Hagar's kind of in the front and everyone mm-hmm. else is like a little bit in the back. Okay, so you're all like going at the same time. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So That'll also like, help cut down on the current because yeah. multiple people are breaking up the current. Right. This is twill. So everyone go ahead and give <laughs> me dexterity and Vinny has to make one as well. Uh, do I have advantage on this? I think I do. I have advantage on this. Oh. Got, oh, okay. Just got is, a 20. Is, this a, is this a dex save or a dex check? Dex save. Oh, sick. What is the I have advantage. There? What? What is the difference between a dex um, save and a dex So check? it's more, um, yeah, you have a, you have proficiency in dex saves. So. Okay. Raise your hand if you have proficiency in dex, because I'm going to raise my hand for Vinny. Uh, yeah. So everybody. Okay. And I have advantage on dex saves, too. <laughs> <laughs> so thank God I do. Okay, that's not so bad. So proficiency does not equal advantage, so you don't re-roll? No. Okay. It's just you add two. That's right. too bad. Yeah, you add whatever your proficiency bonus Mine is. Mine is a cool. 15. Okay, 15? I got an 18. 18? I have a 10. Oh, okay. no. And then, hug, and then uh, Vinny, he got a nat 20, so. Yeah. Uh, Vinny would probably be most likely to save her because, like, she's the only one that's, like, super nice to him. Right. So, yeah, so Hugar kind of goes first. And, right. Uh, Calcine's pretty close by him, uh, probably like right behind his left shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, holding onto the strap. Vinny is, he, he's got a loose grip, and so he's kind of letting his arm extend out. Uh, and he, he, as he sees uh, Gwendolyn kind of stumble in the water, he, he kind of just takes her by the arm and just holds her up a bit, helping her. Huzzah. Aww. I can't kill this man. I don't... 
So, question. Would it yep. be uh, fair to assume that if someone got swept away, they would just die? Uh, not immediately. But, but like, but if, if someone like Gwendolyn got swept away, would it pretty much mean certain death? Uh, for the for Gwendolyn yeah. and all that, not like I said, not immediately. Because okay. I'm not gonna immediately kill Darn, one Because I was players. well, no, I mean just like I was gonna like be like ah, uh, now Vinny is right with the universe because he saved a life and took one. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that if we want to go down that route. <laughs> I mean that doesn't I mean... mean that he's right in the eyes of the law. Right. But listen, Hugger is not lawful uh, for those that <laughs> need to look at his character sheet. But like. He's something. He, he just knows that his town's going to suck a lot if Vinny doesn't go to trial. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So you guys finally make it across the water. You know, maybe at the bank, you kind of take some time to wash all the fresh blood off. I don't know if Hugar would uh, too much. I mean. Maybe he'd give himself a nice little dip. But I mean, he just it. walked through a rushing river. Right. Whatever didn't come off. He's kind of just there. Like he, he, like, wipes his face, but, like, if it's still there, it's not like he has a mirror. It's right. also not like he cares much. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Gwendolyn, she kind of takes her time. You know, she's shaking a little bit. Right. Uh, and, she, and she washes off all the blood, taking, uh, at most, you know, Five minutes or so to really just mm-hmm. get it all just off really as best as possible. A nice, a nice rinse. It's terrifying, really. As it should be. Yeah. Understandable. And uh, so you guys finally continue on towards the mountains, taking a couple hours to uh, finally get to kind of the point where the mountains finally begin to reach the land and slope upwards. Mm-hmm. And so you take some more time and you see the pathway in the valley in between the two largest mountains and the pathway straight into Gallardolf towards Gallardolf. And so as as you get closer to this valley, you start to hear more jingling and uh, just the the clomping of hooves Mm -hmm. and, you know, just intermingling between a lot of people as there's a lot more foot traffic here. And you actually see this rolling cart, which has some pans kind of cluttering on the side as it's rolling across with this uh, stout little man. Looks to be human, just very portly. Right. Um, And he just cracks the reins of Mm -hmm. of his horse and the cart's pulling forward past you. And he kind of slows as he comes up to you. Hello there. How are you doing? Uh, fine. Yourself? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Tell me, have you been searching for anything of oddities? Maybe some intricacies of, and delicacies? I've got food and gemstones from rare cities across the land. Hogar's gonna be like, oddities? Are these oddities? And he's gonna pull out the, the uh... null head and the cobalt head. Like, rah, 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 rah. we're not odd. Ree, what are you talking about? I see you're not the keenest of minds. Gwen's just going to face palm. Bah, 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 what does that mean? Bah, 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 bah. Ree, yeah, what do you mean? <sighs> he's he's going to kind of turn towards Calcine and... <laughs> <laughs> like, are you in charge of him? <laughs> Is there anywheres I can get you... Um, you all look a bit tattered. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Retro friendship. <laughs> and so, so he, he, pull, he pulls, he finally pulls the horse to a complete stop now. And he, sh- he like does a couple like little shuffle slides off the bench of the chair of the cart and hops down and just hops. And when he hops down, you kind of just hear a very, uh, you know, dulled thud. And he just mm. goes, ooh. And he kind of thickums. He kind of <laughs> waddles uh, to the back of his cart and swings open the doors. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to my traveling shop. I don't get mar- very many visitors and, you know, buyers. So it's, I'm very happy to hear that you guys could use some of my items. And inside you can see just a bunch of random objects. You know, you see like a couple swords in there. What looks to be some jester's clothes. Um, you know, maybe some jewelry of questionable origin. Mm. It's it's kind of just all over the place. It, it looks like one of those things where if you ask, he may have it. Who knows? I kind of want to buy the jester clothes for Hagar. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they'd fit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, does he have any healing potions? Uh, it when you look at when you look in, you can't immediately see what you would consider health potions. You do see some vials of liquids. Mm-hmm. You just aren't sure if they're health potions or not. That's ominous. I know. <laughs> it's the blood of my enemies. I was going to say, with how quickly everyone seems to be going down in this group, I feel like we could benefit from, <laughs> from a few of those. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's yeah. valid. Yeah. I only have so many spell slots. Do you have any yeah. dex upping uh, potions for the rogue here? Listen. The rogue that has awful decks. It's not awful. It's just not good for a rogue. Why don't okay. you? Why don't you tell the audience what your deck yeah, is? What's your deck score, friend? Fifteen. Jesus. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know. I had no help in making this character. What's I just your threw highest it stat? I've never played a rogue. Be- that is my. Highest that is stat. the highest stat. Yeah. That's I've never L. played a rogue before. Okay. You know, I didn't when know I what say I may you doing. roll well, I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, here, here's a little tip for um, any character that you make. Literally look up just the the class stat allocation. Yeah. Usually there will be one or two that you're supposed to focus on. Yeah. So, yeah. like, for bards, it's uh, a lot of time it's, like, charisma and then dex, I think. Right. And then for, obviously, barbarians, fighters, et cetera, you're focusing on, like, strength. Mm-hmm. So Hagar is pretty spread, yeah, but like in a fun way. Yeah, and then for like <laughs> artificers, it's uh, yeah. intelligence and then con. Yeah. So I mean, literally just look up for that future reference. Yeah, this just for been future. Helpful like three months ago, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think it'd be more than three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. So, uh, what do you, what are you guys doing? As you guys can see inside, he can he's kind of just you know tapping his fingers together, waiting for you guys I'm to ask for go anything. Like, do you have any puppets? Puppets? Puppets. Let me see. He, he kind of <laughs> s- does like a little climb step. It's While he's like digging through the stuff, I'm going to go over to Vinny. I'm going to hand him the beak puppet and be like, just make the mouth move. I'll do the rest. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> to be fair, that's the cleanest one we have. <laughs> right. He, Vinny that is one's just... the only one that's like not just straight up ahead. <laughs> I mean, Vinny, he's pretty mortified by it, but, you know, he's more comfortable with this one than the recent oh, edition. Yeah, yeah, no, understandable. <laughs> so he kind of just takes it, and he doesn't want to test what happens if he doesn't, so he <laughs> oh, slips no. it onto his hand and kind of just, just makes the, him... Yeah. Yeah, I need new friends. Yeah. <laughs> What are we, chopped liver? What did you say? <laughs> I'm having fun. While he, while the guy's looking, Gwen's going to take this opportunity and be like, have you named them yet? Well, that one over there is Beak. <laughs> That's my name. That's <laughs> All that build up. <laughs> this, it's a lot of build up because like, it shouldn't have had to be a build up. Yeah, it's no. just like, That's just his name. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you you haven't even told me if you named the other two. Uh, I I don't think I have, but I, <laughs> off top of my head, the the Knoll's new name is uh Raggy. No. Uh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> I'm doing my best not to break down and laugh right now. Uh, this is the worst. Um. <laughs> Do I want to ask and about the, uh, the kobold's name, I'm calling Cap. Cap? Yep. His name, him named Cap. Cap, Beak, and Raggy. Cap, Beak, and Raggy. <laughs> At this point, just name him Ragjack, Meshack, and Abendigo. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, so after a little bit, uh, the, the man kind of, sl- like, uh, lying on his stomach a bit, he kind of slides off uh, the ledge and, mm. and, you know, gets his feet down onto the ground. And you see he has what looks to be a really just poorly made puppet mm. that he probably just crafted while he was in there. What does it look like? Uh, it, it looks like uh, kind of one of those uh, shoe covers uh, that you take, you know... Um, you know, you know when kids' costumes were like instead of giving you like actual mm. shoes, they give you oh, like yeah, it yeah, slips yeah. over yeah. and it's right. supposed to be the design. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like, uh, just you know with like different things glued onto it. It's got like a couple feathers here and there, ah. uh, some string tied around the middle around his hand. It's, oh my gosh! It's really just shoddy work. Huggers just like <laughs> how much. Does does the mouth move? Yes, the mouth okay. does move. Okay, cool. Uh, Hugger's gonna be like, how much? Uh, two gold. <laughs> <laughs> Hugger's going to deliberate amongst the puppets. Oh, no. <laughs> And like very quietly, so no one can really hear them. So you just hear. And he just has his arm out. Yeah, he has his arm out, and Hagar has like turned his back to Vinny, but he has like the puppet like in his sight. And so they're just like conversating. Um, and Hagar is conversating. It's a sensational conversation. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, so he's he's gonna then he's gonna like turn back around, and be like. Two gold. <laughs> Sounds like a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to just take two gold out of his pocket and just hand it over. <laughs> He's not arguing. <laughs> so Vinny actually can't help but smile at what just happened. <laughs> like he, he, you know, 
it's it's one of those stupid like family esque right. moments yeah. that happens. Uh, Hagar is gonna take the new puppet and like have it like sit on his shoulder, and he's gonna kind of clip it to like the strap for his his pack. Okay. Um, <laughs> And uh, he, it already has a name. Oh, oh God. How guys to be like, everybody, meet Steven. 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 His name's Steven. Steven. Steve. And he talks like this. He's got English. It's, it's very interesting. This is Steven. Steven. <laughs> what is this? Oh Steven. I already told so, you what it is. Uh, besides the puppet. Is there anything else I can do for you? Yeah, do you have anything for healing? I may have something. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't climb in. He, he kind of just has to extend his hands a little bit to, to uh, grab a crate, uh, which is the crate that you see all the vials in. And he kind of shuffles through them a little bit, you know, say, pulling some out occasionally, what looks to be like a very dark blue, kind of ocean blue. Uh, he sets one down, and then he also pulls out this very sickly green color uh, before pulling out what what looks to be about uh, five, health, what appears to be five health potions. Okay. Uh, this is all I have, but I do hope this will be enough. Yeah, um, so what do, what do each of them do? <laughs> uh, these should just heal you back up and nurture your spirits. I, I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to have like my hand behind so like I can move <laughs> Steven's mouth. Um, Steven's mouth, my bad. Steven. Yes, that's what you say, but what are the exact specifications of these potions? Steven's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> I... The specific specifications, they're just normal healing potions. Okay, yes, but why but do some of them look different than the others? Like, what, well, they he, have to he, do something different. Precisely, the girl's inquiry. <laughs> uh, I didn't do anything to them. These are just, these have just been sitting in my cart for some time now. That's it. All right, Maybe Steven, they have Steven's a going effect. to inspect them um, because Hagar actually doesn't have a horrible intelligence stat. No, he just uh, has a 10. Yeah, yeah, it's average. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Hagar is going to see if he can figure out... Well, Steven is going to see if he can Steven. figure out if there's anything wrong with these potions. I will... I Because it's, because it's Steven, you, it's, and mm. you said Steven's intelligent, you get advantage on this. Are oh, my kidding? God, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. 18. Oh. 18, baby. Steven's so big brain. Oh. The first roll was clearly Hagar's intelligence. All right, and uh, add whatever you're... Uh, wisdom is so. Is that add my wisdom? You said you, it was intelligence. You, oh, intelligence. Yeah. I meant to say medicine. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a plus one, so it's nineteen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, either way, you did. It. I just wanted to see if you'd right. get anything above the twenty. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So as you kind of look at each one, like really get up close and let Stephen get let, up close. Let Stephen pull out his little monocle. <laughs> somehow Stephen. Somehow I gave him a monocle. Don't question it. <laughs> Stephen just pulls out a monocle and just he's just like. Oh, yes, I see. What what yes. is Stephen she? Uh from what you can tell, they really are just normal healing potions. They've just been in this cart for a decent chunk right, of time. Right, but do I know that like does aging them like affect them at all? No, aging okay. them does not affect them. It just affects the color. Right, okay. So so they look more darker. It's kind of like when iron oxidizes, it's still iron. Right. Okay. Um this is Steven's brain. <laughs> Steven. Steven knows these things. Steven. <laughs> um, Steven, I guess. Steven's going to inspect them and be like, hmm, yes. Yeah. 
These are, in fact, normal healing potions. Proceed. <laughs> okay, so how many were there total? There was five. Deliberate amongst yourselves if it's that much of an issue. I, I know <laughs> I haven't even set a price yet, but... They shouldn't be too terrible, I hope. So what, what Gwen is debating right now is, do we want to take all of them, or do we want to take one for each member of his party so he has one left over to still sell to someone? Stephen thinks that we should have all of them, but two of them should go to the murderer who keeps dying. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Anytime I now actually have a genuinely good idea, it's going to be Steven's idea, because Hugar can't think. That's that's fair. This is The rest of this campaign is going to be fun. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. You gave me Steven. You could have just said no. Yeah, but I like Steven, though. Steven is my new favorite thing. I think what I'm, I think what I'm going to be, be doing now is uh, something will happen with each puppet. Oh, no. Oh, no. And do the puppets get character sheets? Uh, I'm not going to give them full character <laughs> sheets. I'll, I'll give them Chef a fag. Like, you know, like Steven will give advantage on Intelligence, specific, yeah. as long as it's with Steven. Yeah, as long as it's with Steven. Okay, that's kind of broken, but I love it. Okay. My game. <laughs> How much for all five? All five, that would be... He kind of turns right quick to, well, and he kind of flips up what appears to be like a clipboard-esque, uh, and he kind of just looks through paper. Health potion. That'll be about 200. Gold? Gold, yes. Uh, Hagar is going to look at Steven and ask him, like, is this, like, is this dude for real? Like, is he ripping us off? I, this is a fair price. I mean, normal health potions go for... 50 gold each if it's that much of an issue i can we can deliberate a negotiation gwendolyn's got 10 gold (laughs) i think i I think hagar is the most liquid out of all of us but he is still short by like 170 gold i have 14 so dang hagar's mad liquid in comparison to all's y'all's uh Hagar's the only one with, like, a real big boy job. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steven is... Hagar's going to walk up with Steven and be like, could you spare a discount for one of your creations? Uh, he kind of just looks at it awkwardly. He's just like, I want to do this. <laughs> but then he kind of looks over at everybody else, and he's just like, all right, I'll... Give a discount. 150. We still ain't got that cheap. <laughs> um, How much? Uh, okay, so with the discount, uh, Stephen has to ask this because Hugger is bad at math. Uh, Stephen's going to say, so with your discount, how much for, say, one, like if I were to buy them individually? For one, with the discount, it would be about... Twenty-five. Mm. That does seem to be a fair price. Hmm. <laughs> what if we all get one and just like take sips from it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh gosh. Dang. Uh. You know what? Screw it. Uh. Material girl. Uh. <laughs> Steven is going to look over at Hagar and be like, 
at the very least, we should get one for the person who keeps dying. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Hagar's just gonna, like, slide over the 25 gold to take one of them. Okay. Uh, so I'll subtract. Um, and then he's gonna take the potion. What, what, what color potion does he get? Is it blue, uh, green? It's, it's just, no, red. just pick, pick whichever one you want. All, all of them are red. He, he only pulled out the blue and green oh. ones because he was shuffling oh, through. Oh, okay. Yeah, he set those off to gotcha. the side. So he, yeah, he picks up one of the health potions and just brings it, walks it over to Vinny and just like hands it to him. I, I don't know what to say. I thank you. I, I guess. Stop dying. And then he's gonna walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Can he? He says he pockets the uh, potion. Right. I, you guys look like you guys could use some more. How about this? I will give you the rest of these potions in exchange for constant business from you and advertisements in the city you go. Perhaps I can even give you a ride. He's chasing clout. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Hagar is going to look at him and be like, uh, okay. Uh, first off, what's the name? <laughs> the name is Jonathan Jacobs. Ah, he's a JoJo. Got it. Uh, <laughs> um, he's been like, okay. Uh, so is that how you want me to, like, shout you out to people? Is that what we're saying? This is Jonathan Jacobs, traveling emporium of ah, wonders. Okay. Um, now. Are you headed uh, more towards, and I kind of gesture, like, the direction that my village is in? Mm-hmm. Like, I just ask him, like, if he's headed that way. Well, I was heading that direction, but if you guys agree to this ter- these terms, as I said, I can give you a free ride to wherever you're going. And I notice that you're heading either to the spires or you're heading towards the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we would love a ride. Uh, also... You know, just to just to sweeten the deal on your end, you know, should you head back that way, which I assume you will, you'll come across an unnamed town. Uh, there's a tavern there called what's the name of it? The Last Drop. The Last Drop. That's what I thought. I was gonna say that, but I got it mixed up with another tavern name from a different campaign. Um, but like, there's a tavern there called The Last Drop. You tell them Hugar sent you; they'll take care of you. You can set up shop outside for a little bit. Should be good business. The people there don't get a lot of imports. Perfect. Nothing like a small town with no name to really make my mark <laughs> and really get the money. Uh, okay, so with that with that agreement, I guess uh, then Stevens be like, "Show how many potions are we talking here?" And he he slides the the rest of the four potions. Oh, that's so sick! Yeah, one for each of us and two for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored. Sponsored. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. Do I have to wear, like, branded clothing now? Because <laughs> oh Hagar doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs> I, I don't have any uh, branded clothing. I, all I ask is that you give word of mouth about my Emporium of Wonders. And awesome. he does, like, this little hand flourish. I have a question for the sake of adding this to my inventory. Yes. It's just a potion of healing, right? Yes. Sick. That's it's 2d4 plus 2, right? Yes. yes. Cool. That is what it says on the thingamabobbermajiggy. It is not a greater health potion. It is not superior. It's not supreme. 
because then I'd be charging you guys out the wazoo for that. Which is fair. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't just immediately give it to you for free. I also made the purchase to kind of level our uh, <laughs> equity. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same playing field now. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. That'll that'll change very soon. Oh, uh, I'm going to turn that. Vinny in for a reward. <laughs> I'm going to be rich. All right. So I'm going to buy my town. Since I'm giving you a ride, do you mind telling me where you're going? The spires or the kingdom? Ah, uh, the kingdom. Ah, fantastic place. Yes, watch we out. have business to do there. Yes, I, I'd watch out for some of the high princes, though, or high princesses. Yes, some we've been warned them about are... them. Steven's going to kind of glare at um, <laughs> uh, at Vinny real quick. And he, Vinny's just like, uh, what? <laughs> I like that Vinny now assumes that Steven is sentient. Because <laughs> he point, is, clearly. Uh, uh, at this point, Vinny just doesn't know what to believe anymore. He's, mm. you know, it's it's Plains surprising what he's gone through. Don't believe. <laughs> okay, well, if there's nothing else I can help you to from my shop, uh, hop on it and we can get going it shouldn't take more than a day or so sick as we like load on to the cart don't leave me on this man's hand <laughs> oh. i'm gonna run over and collect beak from Vinny's hand and like the entire time Vinny was just kind of like casually he, opening and closing the mouth yeah he just just kind of getting used to it <laughs> all right so you all get into the cart uh, I don't know how you want to do this, considering there's really there's space for three people mm-hmm. on the bench in front, and then enough for two people in the back. So, however you guys want to do this, it's up to you. Uh, I think Hagar will take the back. Okay. Just because I don't know, he feels like it. <laughs> All right. I can vibe in the back. Heck yeah. All right. Cool. So Gwendolyn and Vinny are sitting up front next to Jonathan Jacobs. And so he cracks the reins and uh, begins to turn the cart. And it takes a bit considering, you know, carts aren't exactly Fords, which turn nicely. <laughs> I mean, it is a Mustang to an extent. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what are we saying? It's a Ford Bronco instead? Insert other car named after a horse. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to stop. Respectfully... No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, in the back, it's qu- it's quite rickety, and you guys can see the shuffle the shuffling of the objects. I mean, nothing falls down or breaks or anything. It's just bumpy. Mm. Uh, but the time begins to pass, and night comes, and he continues to go on, letting you all get some rest and all that sort of stuff, eat rations or finish off whatever you need to. And about maybe a day later. Uh, you hear him kind of knock on the back uh, behind him. Huh? <laughs> uh, we have arrived at the gates, of course, but look outside and you may see. Hugger's going to kind of like crawl out so that he's like in the open air now, I guess, and stand up on top and probably have the best view of anyone because tall boy. Tall boy, yeah. So <clears throat> as you guys see the kingdom you notice uh, walls, you know, kind of three layers of walls. Uh, And they're all, you know, very ornate stone, Mm -hmm. gray and pale. Attack on Titan? Hello? A little bit. That's, (laughs) I I drew, I always, yeah, I, I, 
ask anybody who I've played with, anytime I do a kingdom, half the time it's Attack on Titan. Give me the ODM gear. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, uh, so, from the look of it, it kind of has an octagonal shape to it, but more elongated uh, in, in some places. And each ring that you can see, oh well, it's there's two rings and then there's a square. And, and on top of the square, because it slopes upwards, um, you can see this massive, not really a castle, but a very pristine and prestigious building. Uh, looks to be a mansion of some sort um, that has some regality. And so uh, if you're doing an overhead shot, uh, this is basically what it looks like. Uh, so it's a big mm. circle with a little circle inside, and inside the little circle there's a square. Yes. Got it. Sick. Yeah, so I... For, for those listening. Yeah, for those <laughs> listening, it's basically... Big wall, smaller wall, yeah, square Locks. wall. <laughs> yeah, the, the the best way I can describe it, and I have this even wall written Wall rose, notes, wall Maria, square walls. Well, I mean, I guess. It's Maria and but, then rose. Whatever. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, from a top-down top <laughs> view, uh, for anybody listening, this basically looks like when you crack an egg. And oh, it, it really does. does. Yeah. It's like, I take it back, oval wall, circular wall. Square egg wall. Yolk. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yolk it, wall. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks more like an egg that has just been freshly cracked and all that. Yeah. It has um, the, the glint from the light, which is the square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or butter. Or butter. Yeah. Butter. Put the yeah. butter right on top of the yolk. And so, uh, as you guys are looking, you can also see some uh, will look to be flags in the flying in the distance or banners of some sort. You, you can't make out any of the banners or flags, but... You can definitely see that there's a bunch of different colors um, and all have some significance, you're sure. And you can see a group or a line of people going through the gate. And it, and as you guys kind of roll up to it, um, and, you know, you're going slowly so you can walk next to the cart. As you roll up to it, uh, I want you all to give me perception. Yikes. <sighs> The deep inhale, though. <laughs> Can I? I'm gonna pull beak out and be like, "What do your eagle eyes see?" <laughs> not much. No. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a fourteen. It's not awful. Fourteen. Nine. I also got a nine. <laughs> oh my gosh, we suck. <laughs> How about Vinny? Yeah, Vinny's eagle eyes. What do they Vinny see? Vinny do have eagle eyes. Ooh, thank God. That is... He's also been here before, so that probably helps. Oh, that's fair. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is a dirty 20. Mm. Yeah, so... Vinny out here pulling the team. Vinny's low-key <laughs> cracked. Like, I... <laughs> like, he is, like... Uh, despite getting, like, beaten to death repeatedly, but, like, <laughs> all of his stats, I feel like, are cracked. Kind of, kind of. Just a little bit? Just, just a little bit? <laughs> All right, so uh, as Vinny's looking out, uh, he's just like, oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a toll gate, and uh, it's it's not a hefty fee, but it's a fee of a kind. And they always ask, uh, your business in the kingdom? Probably should have warned you about that. My business is to return a prisoner. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Got about that. I, <laughs> I was thought say, we were making progress. <laughs> oh, no. Aww. No, we're making progress. You're just still a murderer, and I've been tasked with bringing you here. Otherwise, you? my town gets 
ransacked. You gave that task to yourself. No, I did not. <laughs> the tiefling or whatever it was that gave me the task that was like, oh, we're going to keep stabbing nurses if you don't bring I the murderer to the city. Genuinely forgot about that. I thought this was just all Hagar. No. This isn't Hagar's righteous extent of the law. No. I had a whole stealth moment. You know, Hagar the shadow is, thing yeah, that threw something. Yeah, Hagar is not through. pro-cop. Yeah. Like, that wasn't the vibe. <laughs> no. Oh no. All right. So, uh even as Vinny says this, you guys are rolling closer and as we, much we, as much progress as we've made, Vinny, um that's still how it is. I I will do my best to get you a good lawyer, I guess, but thanks. Such is the way things go, my friend. I understand. It's all right. I got to look out for me and mines, you know. I got a lot of mouths to feed. Is your um, <laughs> is your plan to turn him in right at the gate, or do we want to? That wasn't my initial person? plan, but I don't know if well, they're gonna give me a choice. Okay, see, here's the thing, though. When we leveled up, I got suggestion. Okay. So mm -hmm. maybe I could get us in without having to say. Or is that lie. How that works? <laughs> or lie. That too. I don't know. I mean, Hagar's down for letting you try whatever, just I mean, so that he you're... can, like, because at the end of the day, he's like, yeah, like, she's, like, the leader of the group, I guess. Uh, I don't know what she said to you. If you're okay with lying our way through, I'm okay with that, too. I just didn't think that he would. I mean... I have a pretty good deception bonus if we want to Hagar's going to turn in. the guy in regardless, eventually. So, like, as long as we turn him in, it's not the biggest deal. Because Hagar also feels like there's eyes on him constantly. Because, mm -hmm. like, how else are they going to guarantee that Hagar brings him back? So someone's probably been watching us this whole time. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So as, as you guys are talking, you guys shift forward again in the line. You guys are now roughly two cards behind. <laughs> Steven's going to take over. <laughs> Steven's going to look over at Gwendolyn and be like, you could absolutely try to explain to them that we are here for business or tourism or whatever. Hagar and I will remain quiet. And uh, if all else fails, we be like, oh, we didn't know this was how we turn in prisoners. And obviously, it's going to pass because look at Hagar. He's not that bright. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh um, okay. If that's the case, do we want to put Vinny in the back? Probably for the best. Yes. All right, the cart moves forward. Hagar and Vinny are going to, like, slide back into the back again. Okay. Because then that gives that gives Hagar the most, like, reasonable deniability of, like, I didn't know that's what they were going to say. Right. And then right. Kelsey's going to, like, slide up to the front as okay. we're doing that. So, you guys have your plans set? Just so set. All right. The cart finally rolls forward, and a guard reaches his hand out. Stop! Start your business. Why is he weirdly Australian? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, we're just sightseeing. We heard sightseeing. that the spires are pretty impressive, so we kind of wanted to check out the area. Oh, I see. If you wanted the spires, they're back that way. And he points directly behind you. Yeah, but, like, this is a nice city, and we needed a place to stay. And they're still within reasonable distance. 
All right. Pay the fee. What's the fee? Five gold. Okay. Just going to hand him five gold. Okay. <laughs> Try to haggle with him, I dare you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Odds. <laughs> so as, as, uh, as the cart's kind of sitting still at the moment, um, Vinny uh, kind of sneezes no. in the no. back. Uh, uh, we're not hiding him. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's more just like. Just in case the guard recognizes him. Right. He's probably a pretty high-profile criminal, if we're being real. <laughs> Murdering a noble doesn't exactly get you, like, you know, Brand not points. FBI's <laughs> most wanted. <laughs> you got someone in the back. You know, we've got, we've got a group of us. May I see them? I need to make sure that you're not smuggling Son in. Son of a biscuit. Uh, uh, okay. Um, hold on. Murderers or anything of that sort. I might have an idea. Uh, How do I Jedi mind trick him and be like, these aren't the droids you're looking for? <laughs> Does on. the Entertainer's Pack have a disguise kit in it? Uh, I'm going to Google this. <laughs> I have a disguise kit, but I don't know how to get it to y'all in the back at this point. It has two costumes and a disguise kit. So, I'm, I'm going to... Hmm. What would Hagar dress Vinny up as? <laughs> now, you, you also forget that you are in the back where there's like a Jester's costume and yeah, all that sort true. of stuff. I oh thought about God. that, but then I was like, I don't know. Jester's costume sounds good. You know, actually, yeah. Uh, Hagar is going to just be like, Vinny, put on the Jester's costume. Quick. What? <laughs> he he kind of just slips it over. Hagar is going to like take uh, his like little disguise kit and just like put like clown makeup on Vinny uh, <laughs> while they're talking and just like it's very bad clown makeup right. it just looks like someone like wiped white paint on you <laughs> then like two big red cheeks and then like some weird eye makeup mm-hmm. Hogar's not the best at it but like he looks like a really really crappy mime right <laughs> okay so uh, a- a- immediately after you finish up and you kind of wipe your hands off uh, the doors kind of slowly pull open and you see a guard kind of just look in there. Hello, stranger. <laughs> uh, something going on here? Uh, no, I don't have a thing for clowns. Uh, <laughs> most of us in, in the group are kind of like entertainers to an extent, and some of us are the muscle, and some of us are both. And he's just going to flex real hard. I, I see. <laughs> well, uh. He's just going to walk away. <laughs> it's like, oh, he didn't even get to see my puppets. <laughs> At this point, thank God he didn't. <laughs> and he kind of just waves you guys along. You know, he's... he's Whatever just happened in the back, he's just like, I don't want to... <laughs> Hagar's going to lean over to Vinny. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and he kind of takes his hands and wipes <laughs> off. Just the... wipes off all the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. Doesn't like immediately take off the gestures out. Oh yeah, though. yeah. He, he it's probably comfy. It's <laughs> pretty comfy. So as you guys get in there, hold on. Let me get down to Arites. Um, We're about to get some creative writing description here, aren't we? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. That's a credit to Ball State's Unf- creative writing program, <laughs> I guess. Fortunately, I don't have too much in the way of creative writing tonight uh, okay. because I had to do a lot more. Planning map. for the city. Yeah, planning for the city and um, what you guys will come up on eventually. 
Lovely. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So, but as you guys enter the the kingdom, uh, the first thing that you see is these really nice, spectacular brick roads. The the red is nice and you know dark, and on the sides of it there is a nice like um, classic like cement you know gray trim, and it kind of just really has an or- ornate look to it. And not far off, about, I think it's about 10 miles at most. Well, not really 10 miles. No, um, that's more about um, less than a mile, sorry. So about less than a mile away, you guys can see uh, a banner flying. Uh, it's the first banner. Its colors are that of a teal and a nice, vibrant violet. And you can't really make out what the symbol is, but uh, as you notice, like on kind of the street lamps and all that sort of stuff, you see the same smaller banners. And on it, there appears to be a uh, an axe that is on the back. On the back half of it is a hammer. Mm. And so that's neat. Hagar wants one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get me one of them. Yeah, and so as you guys kind of roll through, you can just, you kind of have to be very slow. The cart's quite slow as there's a whole ton of people milling about right. everywhere. And so uh, you, you're pretty sure at this point it's probably just better to go on foot. Uh, but you weren't really sure where you're going because there are the 11 high princes slash high princesses. Mm-hmm. And so. I guess we could ask Vinny, but that's, that feels rude. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Steven's going to look at uh, the, like he's going to like open up the thing and then like look at the, the, the peddler and be like, show, where would one go to turn in a... Uh, Criminal per se. To turn it, I guess it would depend on the criminal, I guess, and what they've done. Well, you see, um, we're looking to find and turn in a very high-profile criminal. Show, let's say, one of uh, a, a noble class affairs. As I said, it would depend. Like this depends on what section and region of the kingdom they've done this in. Did the original note have like a sigil on it? Uh, I guess I can check. Hagar's gonna pull out the original note that he was given to like to, to, to come here uh, <laughs> and just like see if there's like a seal or anything that's like mm-hmm. signed like by like a particular family or group or whatever. Right. Um. So really all that is is there is a um, a wax stamp kind mm-hmm. of in the bottom left hand corner that has this very ornate and jagged D on there. Um, Something to do with an ornate and jagged D in a wax shield. Let me see it uh, if you don't mind. Uh, Hagar is going to kind of tear off like the part that has like the seal on it and not hand him the rest of the letter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, because like this dude might rat Vinny out. Maybe there's a reward or something. I don't know. And mm. then I don't know if it's if someone else turns him in. Does my town still not get like 
ransacked, like, right. you know? So he's going to hand over, like, the wax seal specifically. He kind of looks it over for a moment. Ah, yes. This is for the Dolans. You're... Ah, the Dolan twins. They're back again. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at probably about... Uh, maybe a half day's journey towards mm. the north north northeast okay uh and what what would the place look like that i'd be bringing the person well depending on what they've done you either take them to the to any of the local jail houses or you take them directly to the high prince hmm noted how do i get directly to the high prince you look for the banner mm. Will it have a D on it? Yes, it'll have that sick. sigil okay. on it. And Noted, there will thank be you. A, okay. <laughs> I'm going to just hop out uh, and then just like as we're like kind of hopping out and I'm going to kind of like tuck Vinny behind me so that like the crowd of people can't see him and then to the crowd of people will be like, what's what's the dude's name again? Uh, what's the Jonathan name Jacobs. Jonathan Jacobs Traveling Emporium. Of Wonders. Of Wonders. <laughs> like, if anyone's looking for anything you might need... Jonathan Jacobs, Traveling Emporium of Wonders, helped me find exactly what I needed in my life. And then I'm just going to keep walking. That sounded like a Spotify. <laughs> um, I know. Need a break from the ads. Give me, Try give me Jonathan persuasion. Jacobs, Traveling Emporium and Wonders. <laughs> All right, go ahead and give me persuasion. Anybody who's doing their advertisements. <laughs> Got to get them reps out. <laughs> Ooh, 26. All right, so you actually see quite a few people instinctively just go, huh, what? Oh, and just start crowding around the cart, and you see Jonathan Jacobs go, yes. Hogar's just going to, peace out, dude. And, you know, you hear him, like, talking loudly in the background, you know, just having a laugh and, you know, really just glad for the advertisements. Sick. Have fun. Make sales. (laughs) All right. So, you all are heading to the Dolans, right? Yep. All right. So, as you guys walk through uh, many different crowds, passing through market squares and uh, some alleyways, uh, it takes, like like he said, it took about half a day to get there. Um, And you can see the banner flying in the distance. Its colors are a red and a green that complement each other but also have a stark contrast as well mm. like christmas i was gonna say yeah. that too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so it's christmas it's christmas hagar's <laughs> first christmas he gets to be santa <laughs> and so beneath this banner you see this really intricate uh manor it's it's not as large as the one that's on the square in uh, towards the north northwest of the kingdom but it is quite ornate and has a lot of the same color schemes that the banner does. And so there's a gate surrounding it as well because gotta have gates everywhere. Mm. Love that. Oh yeah. Iconic. Iconic, of course. All right, so what are y'all doing? Uh, I feel like, uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm gonna let let them take the initiative on this one because I feel like I've been talking too much. I've been talking for four other people. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, Steven's going to go over to Gwendolyn and be like, 
Gwendolyn, I trust you to make the best decision in this moment. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Give oh, Gwendolyn no. the tough decision. Oh, no, I was gonna, I was about to say Gwendolyn's not gonna be the one to knock on that door. She cannot bring herself. To... She can make. She can tell Hagar to do it. Well, she's she's like she cannot make herself to be the one to physically hand over this man to his death. First of all, you probably couldn't physically do it. I know, Look but like yourself. she can't be the one to <laughs> to initiate it like that. She's first of all, that's not who she is personality-wise, no, but she's also kind of grown to like Vinny. So, she's really really Hagar has right no issue with Vinny except for the fact that he got caught with a murder and that if Hagar doesn't turn him in, his town gets murdered. <laughs> hate that. What's, yeah, the, what's the plan? I hate, I hate the random DM roll. Yeah, I do it to my players all the time, DM even if there's nothing to roll and, for. and uh, said nothing about it, so yeah. I love it. hate it here. Yeah, so. It's the plan. Daylight's burning. Okay. Um, Hagar's going to walk up to the gate and uh, Steven's going to knock on the door. All right. You hear the wood uh, thump and echo loudly. Steven's so beefy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Hugger that's Yeah, it's, it's, it's Hugger's <laughs> hand behind his hand. So, like, it, it makes sense. Hugger's just, just like, whoa, I just, I just think Steven. it's funny that, like, the tiny, the tiny little puppet made a big knock noise. Just like, whoa, Steven, you got it. Steven's yoked. <laughs> but, yeah, so after a couple minutes... It seems as though nothing is going on, mm. uh, and so you begin you, you begin to turn around before the gates open slowly, and uh, as you look into the courtyard of the gates, uh, you can see a man walking up, and he has his hands kind of wrapped behind his back, and he's got a smile on his face. Hagar is going to mirror him, also put his hands behind his back and smile, but it's more so that he can, like, grab the handle of his axe. <laughs> yeah, so... But it just kind of looks like he's, like, politely, like, returning the, like, mm-hmm. posture. Right. That's the intent anyway. So, um, his hair is slicked back, and it's like a pepper black. Mm. Uh, his face is quite young while also has a little maturity in there. Okay, um, so can I say that because Hagar is actively trying to mimic this guy that his hair, like, slowly shades to black? Slowly, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Also, uh, everyone give me perception. <laughs> not, not not for Hagar. that. Yeah. Oh, oh, for... Not for okay. that. Okay. Noted. But anybody who wants to search for that can... That sucks. What'd you, what'd you get, Emily? That was a nat one. You don't wow. know nothing. Uh, yeah, I got a seven. I got a 16. Okay. Now everyone roll to see this... if you notice Hagar's hair change color. She's going to get a nat 20, I'm calling it. I'm changing dice because I <laughs> I got another 16. I got a 19 <laughs> plus 6. People are starting <laughs> to notice. Plus, yeah, so what'd you get? Uh, 16 on both reception rolls. All righty. Yeah, so you guys start to notice uh, Hagar's hair slowly begin to fade to black. Um, but also, Calcine... Uh, as this man walks closer, uh, and he's dressed in his regal clothes, you know, once again, still the colors of his, you know, banner and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff, but granted very muted and dull, um, to give more of a regal vibe, uh, you actually notice across his neck, there is a massive scar. Oh, no. (gasps) No! Now it's attempted murder, isn't it? No! (laughs) 
uh, I'll be like, I'm going to kind of like, as the guy's kind of coming up, just whisper over me like, Vinny, you know this guy? His face is pale oh, at the no. moment. How guys can be like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is impossible. <laughs> you should be dead. And, and the man walks up. I should be, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You very well succeeded, but I have ways. Oh, this, is like this is the way of saying the first, like the upper class gets better health care. <laughs> oh. Anyway, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Hephaestus Dolan, son of Fijavid Dolan. Oh boy. Noble yeah, of House Dolan. It's a lot of Dolans. Describe just like that it frantically is. scribbling notes. <laughs> I just Yeah. I see you've brought Vinny here, or Vinicius, mm. uh, as his name is proper. Yeah, Hagar is going to kind of lean forward be like, I only did it because my town was threatened, and I don't take kindly to that. I understand. I doubt there was any real threat upon your town, but um, let's... Uh-huh. Come in, and we can share. At, at the there. any real threat, Hagar's face is going to go stone cold, and he's going to stare daggers into this man. I, I can tell that you're not the biggest fan of me, but we can talk about this over dinner. Come in, please. <laughs> Hagar's I, stomach does growl. <laughs> I insist. Okay, and so do you guys follow him in? I, I, I don't think we have much choice. I know, yeah. <laughs> I would just like to I make feel like if we note, say no, um, he's going to be like, gods. I would like to just subtly, like, under my cloak, have a hand on a dagger, like, just in case, you know. I'm not going to, like, pull it on him, but, like, I don't trust this guy. Yeah, I want to make it clear that Gwen's dagger is always in her boot when she's not using it. So, like, oh, it's, clo- it's close Vinny still has the two daggers that I gave him. I never took them back. Right. So... He can do with that what he wishes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as you guys pass the gate, it Mm -hmm. slowly shuts behind you. And Hephaestus, he seems a lot more mature than how Vinny described him. Mm -hmm. Uh, As he's giving you somewhat of a tour around before leading you to the dining hall. And he has you guys sit down. And that is where we'll end the session. Oh, boy. Uh, like zoink scoop we're about to have dinner with a, uh, a attempted murder victim is, is Vinny still like at the dinner table with us or is yeah. some oh, okay he's he's too That's scared to try so awkward <laughs> dude he's too scared to try to run well, you just no, like I, imagine it's like they didn't take him to a dungeon or anything yeah. they're just like yeah have tea with us like imagine <laughs> meeting the guy that like attempted to like just kill you and succeeded um but because you're rich you didn't die and then inviting him to dinner and then just sitting at the table. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Next session's going to be spicy. Oh, yeah. That, it's going to be... Oh, I'm so excited. I'm oh. so scared. <laughs> Next episode's Fear. probably going to be a longer one, too. I'm, like, genuinely I'm, I'm... shaking right now. Like, oh, I'm God. So... <laughs> <laughs> you guys haven't seen anything Bro, yet. Bro, when you said he had the scar <laughs> in his throat, I just, like, froze. Oh, yeah, no. I was like... 
oh no. <laughs> no, immediately I realized what was going on, but I was yeah. like, would Hugar realize what's going on? That's why I was like, Hugar is going to default to Vinny for this one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that'll be it for this episode of Roll for Immersion. I have been your host and Dungeon Master, Aaron. I am Tori. I play Calcine. I'm Sam, and I play Hugar. I'm Emily, and I play Gwen. And we'll see you next time.